0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon Marcel. I, I hope you had a wonderful day. I must say, you know, um, you know, in this long, long, uh, almost quarantine time, because I've been home for uh, literally um, five months, I think, and, you know, I have wonderful neighbors. I, I really do. Um, and, and there's a kind of a good feeling of, of community around here in the Midwest where I live. and People watch for each other, you know. Sometimes, you know, they stop by, leave you a note, you know, like, how are you if you need anything, you know, I found a note yesterday, wonderful um, family left a note if I need anything, you know, they, but I think it's very important to be kind to your neighbors and uh, welcoming, that's that's so important, uh, whether you live in a building, whether you live in a suburbs, wherever you live, I think we watch each other, we watch for each other and, and, and we help each other, that, that's also the spirit of the show, you know, all for one and one for all. Anyway, when it comes to your relationships, I'm your humble servant, ready to help. So, if you have a question, the lines are open, 855-905-8255. Any questions about your relationship, call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Emma.
0: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, bonjour. What's going on with your in-laws? How can I help you?
0: Yeah, so I've been married uh, for a year, and I love my husband dearly, but I hate his parents. And I know everyone doesn't like their in-laws, but these people just, like, make my skin crawl, and he wants us to spend, like, you know, a day with them once a month. But I feel like, as a wife, I can spend holidays with them, but once a month is too much for me to handle. And how do I tell him that?
1: Okay, I understand. Listen, um, my mom, who's been married to my dad for 56 years, uh, didn't get along with my father's mom and decided early on that uh, she would not endure, just like you saying, too much of it. So what she did, she went to my dad and she said, really, listen, uh, I don't really enjoy uh, <laughs> the company of your mother. I love you, but you know, it's not because I love you that I love them or I love her. And she said, it's not against you because I want to spend the rest of my life with you. But really, I mean, I don't agree politically on many different things with your mom. And so instead of pretending and lying, you see your mom all you want with the kids, without the kids. But personally, I don't see the point. And that was that. Because, and my father was smart and said, sure, why? We don't have to pretend. Lying is not healthy. So Emma, you can explain to your husband that pretending is a form of lying. And what for? Right. So I think his parents feel you don't really like them and just like you feel, you know, they don't like you. So I think you're entitled without any guilt to not pretend. Life is too short, Emma, to lie or pretend. So courtesy is the, the like you said the holidays, that's that's respectful once or twice a year and basta. Enough. You know, it's his parents, not yours. And and also you'd propose the same he doesn't have to see your parents if he doesn't like them more than once twice a year.
0: Yeah. And I'm okay with that.
1: Listen, if I was your husband and I love my own parents to death, but if you told me that I said, listen, I get it. We want to have a good time, not pretend. Life is too short, Emma. Okay?
0: Yes. Thank you. That that helps because it it really is like a lie and I don't want to do that. Okay. I'm going to talk to him. Good.
1: All right, Emma, well, I'm glad I could help you, and I wish you luck and a wonderful night.
0: (laughs) Okay, thank you, Simon.
1: Coming up, I am going to go listen to a voicemail from Kathleen because she's struggling in her new relationship and needs my help to get along with her boyfriend, so her voicemail is next. If you have a question for me, and I mean 24-7 and 365 days a year, do like Caitlin. Just leave me a voicemail with your question. My name is
0: Caitlin, and... I'm having a problem with my relationship. We've been together about a couple months now and we've already been through a lot. I've been so stressed lately and he's been working so much that I don't know where this is going and I just feel so angry all the time and I I don't want to take it out on him so then I pull back and then he doesn't quite understand what's going on and I've tried explaining it to him and I feel like only driving us further away. If you have any advice, I'd love to hear it.
1: Caitlin, thank you for the voicemail. Um, what do you do when emotionally, you know, you're pretty upset about everything's going on, and you feel your partner is not understanding you, and you don't know, you know, what to do? Um, I think I have a solution for you. So that's coming up next. So what can you do if you're in a new relationship, and you know, like we all stressed out to the max because of you know the quarantine, the pandemic, this, that? Everybody's working super hard. So Caitlin goes, You know, I'm angry all the time. I'm upset. My boyfriend doesn't understand, you know, why I'm, you know, in this difficult time. I mean, he works all the time and, you know, he doesn't understand what I'm saying. So, Caitlin, what can you do to ease the situation? Is to buy a journal. Like maybe you did that when you were 12 or 13 or 15. I have one myself. And when you have all those emotions, all this, anger, all those frustrations, which are totally legitimate, especially in this crazy world we live in, instead of, you know, pretending it's not there, write all your feelings on all the pages of your journal. Write it down, girl. Detox of your soul, detox of your emotions, detox of everything negative you have. And believe me, you and your boyfriend will get along way better, and you can do the same. Writing on a journal how we feel is a form of therapy. Works for me. That's my advice. Uh, You call that next. If you want to share a romantic story on a show, call my show now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Jill.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Jill. So I understand something romantic happened to you. Tell me the story.
2: Yes. Um, So in May, I, well, this part's not romantic, but in May, I tested positive for COVID-19. Okay. I was supposed to go on a date with um, someone I'd met online um, a couple days later, but I had to quarantine for two weeks, of course. And I told him, I'm sorry, you know, this is what's going on. And I thought he would just think I was blowing him off, but actually he um, was really sweet about it. And we talked virtually that night for like hours and then continued to talk in the days that followed. And, mm-hmm. He brought me pancakes to my house one morning, which was so sweet. Um, And then he suggested that we go for a socially distanced picnic in my backyard. So um, we made arrangements to do that. And then on the day of our picnic, I got a call from the uh, health department and they said that I was um, released to go back into public. Uh, Thankfully, I didn't get too sick, thankfully. Yes. So it was kind of the best news ever because we were able to have our picnic a little bit closer, and we've been chatting ever since, and we've been seeing each other ever since. And
1: I love. I gotta ask you this this quick question though. How did that make you feel the first time he brought those pancakes to your door?
2: I felt like this person is a good person. He like really is so thoughtful, and like I just. I was the I just felt so cared for. it really like it really melted my heart.
1: Mm, I listen I, I understand I love pancakes number one and number two, <laughs> I would love it if I was in a relationship something like this would happen. So thank you so much, dear, for sharing. I'm first of all, so happy you're in good health and everything is good and you find a good man in the process. It's a double win.
3: It's true.
2: Thank you, Simon. <laughs> so,
1: you're most welcome. Thank you for sharing and have a good night.
2: Good night, Simon.
1: Changing gears, I am going to go to a Facebook message question because Nikki was in a moment of romance and she heard something not usual. You'll understand. Her Facebook message is next. So Nikki sent me a Facebook message at the rendezvous show uh, with this question. She goes, Bonjour Simon. During ooh la the other night, my boyfriend called me Rachel and I didn't say anything about it then but now I'm wondering if this is something I should be worried about. Because I'm not aware of any Rachel's in his life. What could this mean? Well, Nikki, that's a great question. If you are doing ooh la with your partner and he calls you with somebody else's name and somebody you've never even heard about, what does it mean and what should you do? Oh, I'll tell you that next. How would you react if you're in the middle of ooh la and your partner calls you with somebody else's first name? Somebody else's first name that you've never heard even they had a friend call that. Or an ex. And that's what happened to Nikki, who sent me that Facebook message. And she goes, You know, what do you think that means? You know, I'm not aware of any Rachel's in his life. So here's what it means A, there is a Rachel in his life. And that's a sure thing. I'm a guy. If I'm having ooh la 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 with my girlfriend and I call from another girl's name, it doesn't come from my imagination. Okay? So that's one. The second thing is, should you be worried about? Well, it's a red flag, but he did it at least like a frozen slip. Um, so I would ask him. I would not pretend I haven't heard it. I would say to him, Listen, I heard you called me Rachel. Well, my name is Nikki. when well, we had ooh What does it mean? Why did you do this? Is there anything I should know about this? And you wait for the answer. That is my advice. You need to know what's up. You call the next. Any questions about your love life? Call the rendezvous. Bonjour, Mallory.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour. So, I understand that the quarantine has not been very good for your dating life. Tell me what happened.
3: Not at all. Um, I was um, non-exclusively dating three wonderful men prior to the uh, quarantine, and -hmm. things were going really well. And then when the quarantine hit, uh, things slowed down really quickly and now it's like crickets. I haven't heard from any of them and um, I don't know what to do. I Should I contact them and see if I can, you know, re-stimulate? It just seemed like the moment we stopped being in physical contact, they are gone. Or should I just move on? I don't know what to do.
1: So, um, the thing is, it's not that surprising um, when you, you know, just date and it's not exclusive. Uh, usually, you know, it's light and, and, and fun and a lot of ooh and then And so once all that <laughs> stops, then, you know, everything else stops. So um, don't take it personally. I think that, you know, it's like on Tinder or other apps, people are looking for light, fun moment of romance and ooh la um, What do you miss the most? The company, the ooh the romance? What, what is it you miss about these guys?
3: Um, the romance and the, and the ooh-la-la moments, of course. Um, of course. It, The romance, just the, the sweet-talking. And, and I just feel, um, I think so many of us feel kind of isolated anyway. So the fact that I feel kind of abandoned really is hurting as well.
1: I understand it's a tough time for, for, for many of us. But you can still online date. I would not reach out to those guys who, you know, they're gone, they're gone, they made a choice. So I think it's a ways to try. But, Mallory, I would, you know, be online dating and chatting and, and prepare for the future because it's coming up soon where hopefully we can date in person and then things can start again.
3: I'm hoping so because I just so miss the, I don't know, that connection.
1: Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm with you, Mallory. Thank you so much for your call. Keep the face, online dating, and fingers crossed we can all go back to our normal life as soon as possible.
3: Merci, Simon.
1: You are most welcome. (laughs) Au revoir et merci, Mallory. Bonne chance. Coming up, I'm going to go help Mario, who sent me an email, because his girlfriend is kind of out of control financially, and you'll understand when I read the email. So that email is next. So I received this very interesting um, email at rendez from Mario about his girlfriend because he goes she will not stop buying crystals. And you know, it started as a fun hobby for her during the beginning of this pandemic, but now it's becoming an obsession of hers. She has spent over $600 on crystals since we've been in quarantine because his girlfriend swears it's clearing all the negative energy and being good vibes and Mario tried to stop her and she is saying that she is buying all the crystals for both of them. What should I do, ask Mario. Well, that's a good question. What should you do if your partner is out of control financially? I'm going to give you my advice next. What would you do if your partner starts spending a lot of money on crystals during the quarantine? Just like in the case of Mario who sent me that email, his girlfriend won't stop buying crystals. You know, to get rid of the bad energy, to bring some good vibes, cause you know, I like crystals. I have a few stone myself. But she's spending lately like six hundred dollars on it and more. And he goes, What can I tell her to stop? Well, here's what you say. Good vibes are not for sale. Good energy is not for sale. The universe is not for sale. You can't buy it. So one crystal is enough. And Maybe she's trying to express that something she's missing. So I think what she's expressing, by all those crystals, she's missing from you, Mario, something. I don't know what, but I feel she's compensating with the crystal, something she's not getting from you or from life. Talk about it with her. See what's going on, okay? A good dialogue. It will get better. Thanks for the email. You call the next. If you have a question for me, call the rendezvous. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Bonjour, Anna.
0: Bonjour, Simon. How are you?
1: Good. Welcome to the rendezvous. So, what can I do for you? What's going on?
0: Um, to kind of make this long story short, I've been virtually dating this guy throughout the entire pandemic. We had one in-person date right before the shutdown, and then have continued everything virtually, and it's been great. It's been getting really serious. We're getting to know each other really well, and We thought it would be super fun to do like a virtual meet-the-family hang, which we now have on our schedule for next week. But ever since we've kind of scheduled it, he's been kind of distant, and I'm kind of worried, and I'm not really sure what to do next.
1: Oh. (laughs) Do you think it's too soon?
0: It might be too soon, but he's the one that suggested it, so I'm just not sure if we should just be like, never mind, this is a good funny thing to do, but maybe we're not ready.
1: (laughs) Um, In your intuition, do you think it's it's freaking out because it goes too fast?
0: That's sort of what I'm thinking, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it is. I think we have to go like easy breezy, and when somebody things are going well, and we introduce a different step, sometimes it's the talk, the DTR, the exclusive relationship talk, sometimes it's meet the parents, sometimes it's it, it can freak somebody out, like, this is going too fast. So my advice would be to take this invitation. So may, let's do it later. Just find a reason that your parents can't make it or her parents, you know what I mean? Like, let's just yeah. let's leave the parentals out of the relationship for now.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. That was sort of what I was thinking. I was just, I know that was his, his suggestion, so I didn't know how to navigate that. But it sounds like that's the way to go.
1: Um, yeah, I think we, you know, since things were going well, and then you said he's taking a little distance since that and try to organize this, that means he's not ready to go there, even though even he mentioned it, but I think he's not ready. Okay. Good luck to you Mm -hmm. and and have a wonderful night.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love your show.
1: Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you very much for your trust. Thank you and have a good night. You too. i got a very interesting question for you to finish the show. Have you ever stayed in a relationship out of pity or out of guilt? Let's talk about that next. So, have you ever stayed in a relationship out of pity or out of guilt? I say that because, you know, listening to you, listening to some callers, reading emails, and my own life experiences, I have realized I have done uh, stuff like that. And I wanted to know what you did, so I posted that on my social media, at Rondevu Radio. Here are the results from you YouVote, actually. 73% of you voted, heck no, I have never stayed in a relationship out of pity or guilt, but... 27% said, mm, yes, I have. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I have. I mean, I, I think I have. Uh, not forever, but like, you know, a couple of months extra. It didn't need to happen. And I'm sure that it happened to maybe a woman stayed with me out of guilt too. Who knows? You know, I plead guilty to all of that. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show tonight. Thank you very, very much. Bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon
3: Marcel.